Craft Beer Radio, episode 348, on September 3rd, 2015. And welcome to Craft Beer Radio, where it looks like we're doing hoppy beers today, huh? A few of them. At least a few of them are. We have some hoppy beers, we have a fruited beer, and we have a wild ale. So let's start with, wait, is it a fruited one? Yeah. Okay, so this is from Breckenridge. This was... This is one of the ones you picked up? I purchased this at uh, Giant Eagle. Yeah, this is a wit beer. Uh, 5.5% alcohol. 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 High volume. So this is their Buddha's Hand. It is... Yeah, blend. So we get the same beer. Oh, yeah. Good idea. Bottle conditioned. The second half of the glass was a lot cloudier than the first half of the glass. So we're just going to pour all the beer into one glass and then cut it in half here. It's part of their Mountain Series. So Buddha's Hand is a, for those who don't know, it's a citrus fruit that looks very strange because it's it's basically, it's got a sort of yellow, uh, it's, a, it's a yellowish thing, but then it has all these fingers that extend from it. Okay. Yeah, I've never seen it. Uh, let me show you a picture. So you can take a look at how crazy it is. Because it is a pretty cool looking fruit. Well, he's searching for that. The beer pours. Uh, it's a golden color. It has like a saturated gold hue. Oh, yeah. Okay. So it looks kind of like a squid or an octopus, right? Sort of. Yeah. Right. It has a, has a very interesting um, yeah, look to it. It's, it's mm-hmm. uh, Yeah. But so it's got all these little fingers coming out from it. But it is a it's a citrus, or I believe it's a, or at least citrus flavored. I want to make sure that it is a, that it is citrus. And you can kind of see like stuff suspended in the beer, so yeast or something. And there's a little bit of sediment yes, or it is citrus in the beer. The head poured with a, a thick head at first. It's fallen down by now. The aroma. On this one, nothing like stands out. It's not like it's like huge orange peel or anything. Uh, let's have to go a little bit closer. Getting kind of a honey, kind of like a wildflower honey type aroma on this, so it's very floral. Hmm. Getting some wheat, you know, like a, a kind of straw grassiness from the wheat that's in the beer. You know, trying to pick it out. I haven't. I've had Buddha's hand before, but I don't really remember it. I believe that the fruit itself is known for it having a very, uh, a very present fragrance. Okay. Uh, but, and then I'm also smelling a little bit of like banana, like a banana ester coming off of this as well. Well, you know, it is a wit beer, so that uh, Belgian yeast is being used to that. I would mm-hmm. definitely expect that. I think the Belgian is probably providing much of that honey yeah. ester, floral, like wildflower honey type esters. It smells good, yeah. But the uh, the Bel- the Buddha hand doesn't stand out. Is anything too identifiable? Which is fine. I mean, mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily mean that it has to be like, oh, this is a Buddha's hand beer, even though that's the the name of it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, the honey flavor carries through. Um, is there honey in this? 
there does not appear to be honey in this. Okay. That really tastes like honeyed beer, right? There's this kind of sweetness. I'll take another sip here. Yeah, so there's this... It's kind of a blend of estuary notes, like wildflower honey notes. There's a fairly strong note of vanilla coming through there, too, or something very similar to vanilla. This is interesting. It's reminding me of a... Um, why am I blanking on, on the, the, the style? Um, German sour... Goza? No. Dichtenhain? No. Uh, yeah, they, they, they put Berliner syrup Weiss. in. Berliner Weiss. It just reminded me of a Berliner Weiss without the sour. Uh, it's... It's got kind of a sort of chalky, weedy stuff to it going on. It has a little bit of um, estuary component, but I'm getting um, really sort of a, a, a big wheat thing here, and I'm not getting a lot of fruitiness from this, which is weird because, you know, it's called Buddha's Hand. You'd expect some, and, and I'm getting less than I would normally expect to get from something that, uh, you know, has like lemon peel or, or orange peel or something in it. The um, that vanilla type thing, like I'm almost wondering, like if I if I had to guess what Buddha's hand was from what I'm tasting, I would think that it's something with kind of like a custardy meat or something like that, like oh, vanilla. No, no, it's a it's a citron, so it is okay. I mean, but that's the kind of things I'm tasting, you know, like kind of like um. I'm trying to think what else there could be. If durian was a lot more candy-like, you know, <laughs> like, you know that kind of texture. I'm getting like, I a mean, fuller body that's kind of creamy and vanilla-y. The esters in 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 the in the east are definitely playing with it because they're adding that banana note, and I think that that's converting whatever's there into. I agree, a sort of vanilla custardy type thing. A little, a little bit of a. Yeah, but all this vanilla pudding-like mm-hmm. flavor. Banana came through a little bit stronger that time. It was kind of a... I wonder if there's a little more citrusy there. I wonder... You know, <clears throat> Should have got some <laughs> Buddha hand to try. But, uh, yeah, I mean, that's the main note. It's not too... Um, not getting any kind of... Re- anything really phenolic off of it. There's not much of that... You know, spiciness you could get out of, you know, other wit beers with uh, the wheat and some, you know, phenol- phenols that come out of the fermentation kind of give it a, a little bit of a spicy bite. This one's really smooth and f- floral and fruity. Hmm. Um, I'm, just, I'm looking on the Wikipedia page for it. I'm just reading about it. It's not an acidic citrus like... Uh, like lemon or lime, it's mm-hmm. it's a different you know it, it's on a different sort of scale. Okay. Um, it's pretty enjoyable. I mean, I like how it all came together. It's a, it's a very drinkable beer. If you like, you know, sweeter, yeah, flavors, you know, and um, it really didn't come across like a wit beer very much. You know, with. Yeah, I mean, like I said, it, it, it felt to me more like, I mean, a, a wheat for sure, but not necessarily a wit beer. So they call it a wit beer? 
Because, like, there's not coriander in this. At least not in noticeable amounts. Yeah, they do. Okay. Well, they call it a Bedgelian wit beer. A what? As opposed to a Belgian. Oh, a Bedgelian? <laughs> no, that explains it. <laughs> it's a Bedgelian. It's a nice looking website, but they really should have a copywriter go through it. <laughs> all right, you want to move on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, see, these are all IPAs, right? Yes. Yeah, that guy. Okay, let's do this. Uh, well, that's before. a pale ale, not technically an IPA. Oh, here's this IPA. Okay, that's an IPA. Independence. Oh, it says pass ale. That's why. I thought I saw pale ale when I pulled it out of the fridge, too. Yeah. It's, it's IPA, Independence Pass Ale. Ah, okay, yes, you're right. Independence Passale is okay. They call it a super hopped, high altitude rendition of their of the classic India pale ale style. Oh, okay. So let's get me started with this one. Seven <laughs> percent ABV. Let me uh, do a rinse before we do it. Seven percent ABV, sixty-two IBUs. They named it after. The uh, Aspen's Eastern Boundary this is from Aspen Brewing Company. I think we got the Spirit Saver. Yep. Uh, Aspen's Eastern Boundary and uh, 12,095 foot high elevation pass. That's 12,000 feet, huh? Yeah, That's nothing. That's. <laughs> yeah, Two and a half miles up, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Interesting. All right, so it pours uh, copper color, slightly cloudy. I like what I'm smelling. It's, um, yeah, kind of like blood orange. There's a touch of dankness in there, but it's not the main component of it. You know, so... There's, Something kind of distinctly Simcoe's coming at me, which probably Greg doesn't want to hear, but I got just a little bit of the... Simcoe's a, Simcoe's a fine support player. Right. But, you know, you base a movie around Paul Giamatti, you get Lady in the Water. <laughs> Take a sip of this bad boy. Really bright citrus flavors is what I got in that first sip. Um, mandarin oranges. Mm. That's probably the most of it. Kind of getting the tangerine peel later in the aftertaste. It's a real contrast to what we just had. So my, mm-hmm. my taste buds are just are kind of like confused right now. They're, I mean, obviously the citrus jumped out, but mm-hmm. I'm trying to dial in the other stuff and. Everything's all out of whack. Yeah, it's interesting because it had a bit of a dankness on the nose, but the flavor is just bright and citrusy. You know, it's very, very light, which is good. I wasn't really in the mood for something, anything. Well, mm-hmm. I'm really, if I'm not in the mood for dankness, I'm really testing faith today with all these IPAs. But, you know, as of right now, coming off that Whitbeer, I wasn't wanting something too, too woodsy. And I like this bright citrus flavor in this one. Yeah, that second... Uh... I think I'm, I'm starting to get, taste what I feel is probably a little bit of Chinook coming through in the back. Uh, but it's not overwhelming. It's just there. Um, I think it's more there for bittering and, mm-hmm. and it has a little bit of just a little bit of flavor to balance out the, the hoppiness. 
there's a decent amount of malt flavor, caramel, and, and maltiness to kind of support this. It, it's not really balancing it, but there's enough support there that this is. There's a spider above your head. It's it's easy for me to see because it gets, it gets the black background. Uh, I don't see it. Yeah. Uh, well, if it lands on me. Yeah, I'll tell you. I'm not too worried. It, about it's it. hard to see with it. <laughs> it's hanging down by its web. It's, it's crawling up. It should be. You should be fine. Mm. That's a good blend. I I mm-hmm. like that it blend. Is, yeah, it's got. Yeah, it it has some of the. Some of the more resiny stuff. It has the fruity stuff, and it's going together well without being you know super distinct. Yeah, I mean. I think it is pretty distinct with the, you know the the bright punch of citrus. No, know. I mean like without being able to like this hop and this oh, hop. Sure, sure. Yeah, I, I do like you know I, I kind of heard what I said, but I really think it's there. You know, like some people might think that I'm just using uh, flowery vocabulary when I say it starts out with mandarin orange and mm-hmm. goes to tangerine peel. But actually, I tasted a, a distinct change in the kind of orange citrus flavor that I was getting and I, it, it's fun it's a fun little trip to take trying to get other things coming here there might be some co in this but it's hard I don't detect it really um, definitely detect Chinook I definitely think Chinook's okay. in here uh, I would say there's a lot of sea hops in here Citra and Cascade Centennial yeah. Chinook not tasting anything that's really calling me directly to Centennial, but I mean that's the basic idea, yeah. and it's it's a really bright formulation, which is what's what has me most excited about this beer. How bright the flavor is. We should mention that uh, Boston Beer Company sent us a bottle of Cosmic Mother Funk Grand Cru. The they're they're doing another tour, so if you live in bigger cities across the country, they're stopping at twenty different cities, and then the last stop is going to be a, a fan choice. So. You can uh, log on to, um, what is it, samadams.com slash KMF, and you can vote for Pittsburgh to be the 20th city. Yes, give it to us. Because <laughs> we, we don't have KMF in our fridge right now. Um, you know, if, if this year's KMF is anything like last year's KMF, then it, it's a must-buy. It, it's a must-buy. Well, it's a must-buy if there's a tasting party at a bar yeah that you can get to you should go and you should pay the asking price because it's it's a special beer this is nice and enjoyable i mean i think you could down this quickly like uh like you have i'm taking my time with it a bit but uh mm-hmm. I, I i like this yeah I'm, I'm liking i like this mixture this concoction they've come up with a lot Seven percent ABV, so it's not too bad with the the booziness there. It's it's very minorly apparent, right? Mm-hmm. The the alcohol. It's um, I th- I thought for some reason it was eightish, and I was surprised that it wasn't more apparent. But uh, at seven, it makes sense with what I was tasting. Yeah, I really enjoyed that beer. Thanks Aspen for uh, providing a beer that its uh, ability or 
we should say that it's a transport here is a we got it <laughs> we got it yes <laughs> yeah there are weird pennsylvania laws that that mostly uh go ignored because even pennsylvania doesn't know how to deal with it so yeah they're not uh, they're not prosecuting anybody for it which one do you want to do next it's now by your head maybe i should go grab it <laughs> don't worry about it don't worry about it Just stick with the show man all right I'll take it for the show. So I'll take a spider bite for the show. It's it's not even going to bite you. It's a tiny little thing. Um, let's go for the... Uh, yeah, let's go with that one. All right. A not craft beer. <laughs> not according to the Brewers Association. Yeah, so we had Elysian send us some beers a while back, and I think this is probably the last one out of that bunch. This is Space Dust IPA. I think they said it. They sent it to us like right as the news was coming out that um, it's not like it, it's not like Tom Hanks in, in the Terminal, right? I mean, right. this this was this was after the whole news and everything. It was after the news that so, they were bought, but it, yeah. I think it was. Like we got the package right around the time when De Cantwell announced that he left, so so the right. label still have his, his oh, signature, signature on, it. on it. Sure, he's got a job at the Brewers Association now. He's kind of a at kind of a technical advisor, I think. I'd love to talk to him. Oh, he, I mean, but he, I think if I remember right, he's doing like technical advising for breweries from you know being paid for by the yeah. Brewers Association. So. Okay, so we got some information on this one, which they call a totally nebular IPA, Space Dust. Um, the color, by the way, is a, we're going to say around an eight or so. It's a little bit golden. Very clear. Yeah, it's a rich gold, pleasing color. The malts, sorry? I was just going to describe the head, but it's, yeah, just just your average head. They use a Great Western Premium Two-Row, C15, and Dextra Pills. Dextra Pills is, I guess, a sweeter Pilsner, because it has extra, probably dextrose or something in there. Dextrin, yeah. Yeah, Dextrin. Uh, hops, Chinook, Citra, and Amarillo. Okay. Wait, which ones were they? Chinook, okay. Citra, and Amarillo. Okay. Amarillo uh, noted for one of the first Dorid hops. Right. Uh, 8.2% alcohol by volume, 73 IBUs. Yeah, the um, when you smell it, especially knowing that there's citra in it, I mean, that's kind of what you get right up front. You get the big, bright, orangey thing. I think the Amarillo plays in there, too, where you're getting something a little more, I'll call it oniony in this in this application. I know a lot of citra straight up. Some people smell onions just in citra mm-hmm. alone. But I, for me, it feels like it's a little bit of the Amarillo as well. Yeah, but I usually um, consider that. I mean, Anini is, perf- is a perfectly fine way to to to, uh, to call it. I, I would call it maybe a little sulfury. I mean, they're very onions get their bite from sulfury compounds. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see how this one will, will turn on my palate because it's always a gamble. Yeah, no, this one has certainly, a good, I just took the first sip, has has bright hop flavors that come through. Doesn't quite have the, the malt support backbone that the Aspen had. Mm, yeah. you know, it's a little more hops and water, kind of finishes with a little hollow point and mouthfeel at the end there. 
but but the the hot combination I, I'm enjoying it you know I'm gonna have to take another sip to refresh my memory yeah on. it is nice and bright with a sort of earthy balance that uh, I'm guessing is is coming from the Chinook and the Amarillo combined but yeah it's it's mostly citra up front so you get uh, kind of a bright sort of orange and a little uh, citronella the the malt flavors you do get or I know there's other malts in there but it, to me it just tastes kind of like like a mostly pale two row you know, like a base malt, you know, where you're getting some breadiness, but not yeah. extra crust or caramel or anything like that. It just feels like a, a strong two-row backbone. Yeah, I think maybe a little sweet, like a hot dog bun. Like, just barely sweetened. Yeah, I think that's a decent call. I'm going to warm this up. It feels a little cold in my on my tongue. Um, this is the what, under the tasting notes, uh, but it's not much. Like they don't tell you what what you're gonna get. Suppose they just say the hopping is pure star glow energy. Under tasting notes, yes, with Chinook to bitter and latent dry additions of Citra and Amarillo. That's not tasting notes. I know. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm like <laughs> star glow energy. Yeah. Well, all this stuff did come from stars. It did. Except for, I guess, the hydrogen and helium. Not much helium in this, but a good amount of hydrogen. A very large amount of hydrogen compared to the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm enjoying this. Yeah, me too. Uh, you know, I expected when I saw oh, Chinook and Amarillo. Um, right, but no, the Citra really is the main yeah, yeah. player. The other ones are kind of just supporting. Yeah, yeah. the Amarillo is not bringing it around to anything that's Nothing dirty. dirty. Um, if you're wondering what dored means, it, it's it's our word for things that are biological. Biological. Urinal, cappy, things like have that. Have ammonia-ish qualities. Yeah. Uh, the... Yeah, I, it's, it's a really nice drinker, I think. And another one, I think that... Um, even the though more I, as I drink it, I'm kind of getting that mouthfeel, that spicy, prickly mouthfeel, yeah. kind of like a fresh hop type beer, like a harvest beer. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. There's there's a little bit of that kind of... It's it's something of, of, a, of a resiny, sticky that doesn't really stick. It's mm-hmm. just sort of... Right. It's, a, it's, like a, it's like a light stickiness. I think that's the kind of thing you get from a from a fresh hop beer, and that's mm-hmm. very similar yeah. to what's kind of happening here. Because I don't like it when it lays on you, but this is not so much laying on you as it's a much it's much less thick coating. Yeah, actually, that's those last couple of sips well, where it had warmed up. It's interesting because I kind of either got used to or I lost the citrusiness, but I got more of a harvest ale, and then actually the malt started to come through a little bit more too. Yeah, so I agree. It was a different experience. I'm not sure which one I liked better because I really like the bright citrus up front. Maybe I like the progression. Maybe that's what I like. Maybe yeah. I mean, we noticed uh, up front that it didn't have the, the same sort of malt, uh, the same sort of sweet malt backbone, but it mm-hmm. did have did, it did have something there that came through as you got used to the bright hopping. Let's stop her on that bad boy. Drink the rest of it later. Well, speaking of where to get Xylus stoppers, 
Where Don't do you, you in the Star Wars? Well, you'd have to turn up the uh, volume on the correct slider. <laughs> that one. <laughs> Every slider but the right one. <laughs> I figure I would know which one the music's on. Um, so, craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. Craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. That's what I said. At, Did uh, I stutter? You said it really fast. I couldn't really tell what you said. Uh, that's where you get your Xylus stoppers and your Spiegel beer tulips and all your other beer wares. Actually, there's if you go to craftbeerradio.com, you'll see a big banner for a store. And that's kind of a curated list of our favorite beer drinking paraphernalia. Yep. I don't have much to add. It just, it is what it is. It's craftbeerradio.com you know Amazon? slash Amazon. Thank you, everybody. It doesn't cost you a penny more. And thanks to everybody who has uh, used it and continues to. Thank you. Much appreciated. Next. You mentioned the beer? I mentioned the beer. Noble Ale Works. California IPA. I love it. I love it. Do you do? Do you love it? That's what it's called, uh, Noble Air, Air Works. I love it. Now this, uh, I just realized as I was pouring it, I don't. Re- I think it came from a super fan, maybe oh. Gary or oh 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 oh, the dude that sent the lightning beers. Oh, Mike? Oh. No, not Mike. No. I'm sorry, super fan. <laughs> we really need to you'd put some of the Amazon money to a label maker or something. <laughs> <laughs> that that'd be a good idea. Get a P Touch label maker. Yeah, but then I just I'll just I'll get lazy and I won't put the labels on. So, um, I believe this is. Yeah, I'm pretty sure this is from that guy. I'll look it up as we. Uh, All right. This is brewed by Noble Airworks in Anaheim, California. Another hoppy beer. This one is uh, a little more resiny than than the last two, the, with the, the big bright citrus aromas and flavors. Here is the commercial description. Now that they don't have it on their website, but I'm getting this from Rate Beer. Uh, commercial description. Hashtag no filter is a hashtag double entendre here at Noble. So come enjoy the fruit slash beer of our filterless labor today, including our newest beer. I love it! Exclamation point. A California IPA featuring all period the period hops. Those are all capitalized. Super listener Bill. Bill, thank you very much, Bill. Much obliged. All of them. Literally all of them, they say in caps. Ahem. This beautiful brand new beer is on tap in our tasting room today. So they say they use literally all the hops. Now, if they're being literal with their use of literal, that means all the hops they have as opposed to all the hops that are existing. But that they could very well have thrown all the hops that they have. For Remember last beers. week or the week before we talked about that place in North Carolina that did the uh, seventy something, seventy seven yeah. different hops. They didn't use this place. Probably did not use no, no. Hops. It's uh, literally in the new definition of literally. I don't know. I mean, I, I mean, like, it's not literally all the hops in the world. They're not necessarily saying that, but 
you could say we used all the hop. We used literally all the hops. If they're saying all the hops, all the different hops we have for all of our beers. Well, sure. All the hops we have yeah. in the building. Yeah. I would accept that. Yes, but but believing the in the building off, it sounds better. It yeah, sounds I mean, bigger. It sounds better. much more exciting. Yeah. And that's and they named it I Love It. Literally. <laughs> so, yeah. So we're gonna do not love it. So if they used all the hops, what we're getting is kind of it's leading towards. It's not dank, but it, it's definitely leading in that direction, kind of resiny. Okay, so there's 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 stuff on the label here that that, that gives a little bit of a different description. Um, this is seven point five percent alcohol volume. If I didn't mention that, so on the label it says we tried to make the best California IPA we could, and maybe we didn't make the best one in the state. But all we can say is I love it. This is a culmination of what we've learned so far. For making our single hop series, we've utilized some of our favorite hops, Mosaic, Simcoe, Citrus, Centennial, Amarillo, Equinox, and a couple others. Not a couple others, a couple others. You need to do copywriting on your labels. Jeez, guys. They're small breweries. They don't hire a yeah, full-time copywriter. I know, but encounter Breckenridge is a bigger brewery, but that's, a, that's just a website. Um... Okay, then there's just uh, flavor descriptors, which I won't read. NobleAirWorks.com. There's a, here's a phone number for them. <laughs> <laughs> we should call them right now. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So uh, the aroma for me, it, it's it's kind of resiny to dank. It, it's that's kind of where this like all the hops yeah. kind of lands in the aroma. We'll see where it goes from flavor. It's a moderately cloudy beer, light gold to straw color. I did mention unfiltered. Has a much uh, sweeter, almost like a candy, like a cotton candy type flavor. Like uh, the malt's kind of like really sweet, or the way the the hops are playing. I like tasted something that was kind of like, yeah, like cotton candy or something like that. Interesting pull. Um, I don't know if I. I don't know if I agree. It's definitely got a lot of the danker hops in there, and it's not as well constructed as the Aspen blend, and it's not as bright as the Elysian. Right. Okay. So my second sip. I know they mentioned most of the hops that were in there. The candy, I am more now equating it to like a vanilla character of Motuika. Even though that wasn't on the label. You're not getting that? They said and a few others, but right, I don't, right. I don't taste not, that. You're not getting yeah. the Motuika? I mean, that's kind of where I'm at. Where it, 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 This beer has an apparent sweet, sugar, not sugariness, but like... Um, Dessert or confectionery type character to it, you know, and there was the hops too. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not saying it's not hoppy, but you know, I'm getting pulled in these this like this thing that like is unexpected is what I'm getting pulled to. So that's why I'm talking about it right now. This is one of those beers that I'm kind of on the fence on because I re- I recognize that. At a bar, if I had a glass of this, I'd love it. It'd be great. Mm-hmm. 
in this context, I'm a little more critical and I'm turning my critical eye towards him. I'm, I'm not as enthused by it as I was by the other stuff. It feels more... More of a mush. Yeah, more mush, more chaotic, more... Yeah. Yeah, yeah not, not structured well. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't taste like yeah. a uh, gold standard yeah. or a classic, you know. There's interesting flavors, though. You know, I'm really drawn to that vanilla-type flavor. It's a real mosh pit going on there of hops, right? I mean, they're real. They're <laughs> yeah. really just kind of just jumping at each other and crashing, and some are working together, some aren't, but they don't really care. They're just <laughs> mashing to the music, and, it, and it's an interesting song. Mm-hmm. Um and a fun time. I just... It doesn't feel like it's carved, right? It doesn't feel like it's had the finishing touches put on it. There's not, there hasn't been a frame put around it, right? It just it, it feels a little bit more raw. Sure. I agree with you. I, I think your prior statement of the context where you drink this... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think this is would taste generally delicious if you're not in this context where yeah. we're being super critical and comparing against two other IPAs which had better sculpture to it. Yeah. Right. Um, it's really that's kind of hard luck on its case but in general as a beer you know, I'm tr- you know for the next few moments I'm just going to talk about it on its own merits. I'm enjoying and Greg says he doesn't taste the vanilla type character. I'm keep getting it and I'm really enjoying that. And then besides that, I'm getting some things that are a little resiny, but it's not too resiny. It doesn't. It's not giving me that um, that fresh hop, like spicy, like yeah. sticky zing that the uh, space dust gave me. It has no. It has enough other hops in it mm-hmm. to, to to push down the resiny aspects of the of the resiny ones mm-hmm. that are there. It also has enough resiny ones to push down the citrusy and fruity aspects. Of the ones that are there too. Yeah. So yeah, there's a fair amount of like. I'm going to say lemon pith that I'm getting huh. on it. Okay. I was debating which kind of yeah, pith. And yeah, I, I was debating which kind of pith of the four major pith <laughs> yeah, groups. That's interesting, right? And, and I actually picked lemon out of lemon, lime, grapefruit, and orange. And, and I, I can't say that you're wrong, although... I'm trying to now graduate the various pits in my mind, and, right, I, and right. I'm like, I don't know. Can you get them? Because it seems like it's pretty easy for me to pull. Maybe I'm making it up, you know, as we go. But and I don't know if I can put words to it. But yeah. if I compare lemon to lime, pith, there's a definite difference there. Lemon to orange, and then lemon to grapefruit's completely like different for me. Maybe maybe if you expand out from the pith and add a touch of zest or something, maybe that'll help that's you. Not, that's what I'm trying to yeah. do, right? Because I'm, I'm just trying to consider it. It's like I, I can sort of – I can perceive it to a certain extent, but I'm not sure whether I'm fooling myself or not okay. is, is, is the issue. Right. I don't know whether – I don't know whether I've white balanced my camera to that. <laughs> right, right. Craft Pith Radio. We're going to find all the pits we can and review them individually. Oh my god, you're sprouting legs. Your head's turning to a giant spider now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, let's finish with something wild. Sounds like a plan. 
So we have a beer here from uh, Almanac Beer Company. They sent us a little stash of beers a little bit ago. This is the Sourdough Wild Ale. Brewed with lemons and aged in wine barrels. 6.5% alcohol by volume. Brewed with a mash of raw and malted barley, oats, rye, spelt, and lemon. Fermented and used wine barrels with a blend of Brett and uh, Marler Bakery's San San Francisco Sourdough Yeast. Then it is dry hot with mosaic hops. And they suggest either drink fresh for a bright passion for the aroma or age to develop the wild yeast funk. It's probably still relatively on the fresh side for us. Big carbonation on this guy. I smelled Brett. I smelled bread. Well, I mean, you expect this kind of yeah. carbonation for a breaded beer. These have big, thick, heavy bottle. You know, they're they're brewing these wild ales, yeah. you know, so they need to be able to keep their bottles from exploding. These are all these all have been sort of the same color, right? They've been on the golden to uh, you know, yellowish golden spectrum. Mm-hmm. This one is more on the golden side. It's very hazy. So, big, thick head on here. So, I'm smelling through the head, and what I'm getting is kind of, yeah, a little bit of that leathery, tangy breath type character. Um, that lemon pith I just talked about in the previous beer. You know, this one has lemons in it, but I'm, I'm smelling <laughs> yeah. something similar to that again. It's definitely easier to be dragged in the lemon when there's lemon there. I got the Spiegel beer tulip with the bulge on it. The one that, you know, the only deformed one. <laughs> as I as I do the whole tilt and twist thing to kind of coat the sides of the glass, right here there's a little bulge that you can feel. But it's, it's on the outside of the on glass. On the outside. So it's not right? really, so it's not. No, no, it's just, it's just a defect in the glass blowing. And uh, these glasses have such good quality control that maybe this guy's, maybe it's a collector. Maybe I should sell it. <laughs> yes, Exactly. Thousand dollars for a Spiegel defect. Yeah, have we mentioned before that we like these glasses? I, I think so. <laughs> if you're not sure what glasses we are talking about, go, well, we already talked about the yes. whole beer drinking paraphernalia. All right. Kind of a green or a, like a white grape skin. Okay. Type, yeah. Type yeah. Okay. I was trying to get Roma. something, but you're right. You're definitely right. Yeah. I mean, it is aged in the wine barrels. I'm getting some like, kind of like white wine, grape skin tannins off of this. That smells... Right. Now the head's falling down. The flavor... The aroma's opening up, and it's just starting to show me a wonderful little world of... Wonderful garden. Okay. Don't think sour, think sourdough. Because you're not getting sour here. You're getting You're getting more sweet with a bit of tang and a, a nice bit of this bready leatheriness to go along with it. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Um, it's not quite as tangy as, you know, sourdough. Mm-hmm. Um, the passion fruit's pretty much faded. The mosaics have kind of hop faded on this one. So it's not that fresh. We're kind of in the middle where it's probably converting over to a more complex beer. What was that? I don't know. I remember it was kind of a ringy... Maybe you heard that. I don't know whether anybody heard that if it was just in our headphones. We're being contacted by the... That's the aliens. The beer, the beer overlords there telling us what to do. Hmm. Oh, that's another uh, thing. We, that's something we talk about the post-show. The um, series Falling Skies has just ended. And okay, yeah. Post-show. Yeah. Post-show topic. Um, back to the beer. Sourdough Wild Ale. Okay, so this is... This is, it was available February 2014, but we, this was sent to us? This was sent to us. They might have pulled it out of the uh, archive. Okay, this is batch number one, bottled February 2013. This is an old one. Okay, so we got one that has been... Yes. ...aging. No passion fruit. That explains that Mm -hmm. for sure. Like, I, I still feels like it's in the middle, right? It doesn't have too much complexity yet. You know, another year or so. It, it feels like it's building, right? It feels yeah. like... It's about there. It's about the, to turn the corner. The, the, the foundation has been laid. Yeah. Right? I'm going to pump some heat into this okay, glass. Okay, yeah, that's a good idea. It, it, it tastes... It tastes too cold, right? Like when you drink it, you, it seems like it's not as open as it otherwise could be. So I'm going to get this beer Using nice Using our newbie, nice I'm getting 62 and a half of the interface, so it's probably around 58 or so. Yeah, let's get him up to like 70. Mm-hmm. <laughs> let's get this thing cooking. Let's, we have a microwave we can use to... <laughs> Actually, it'll be an interesting test. As, um, we do have that one beer. So there's a beer I have in the cellar uh, from Unibrew called Coclachos. It's a cherry beer. And oh, when was that beer made? So it was like drink now or age for like 20 years. Uh-huh. And you could drink it. They, want, it. they mentioned you should drink it on ice or hot. Like like hot cider. I don't think I've, I've ever had a hot beer. It's, it's one of the things I've wanted to have. So but I, I've I never did. Had it. So when it was new, I bought it, and actually we were down at Bocktown in um, Robinson, and I kind of split the bottle with the owner, and we did some on ice. We did some hot, like a like a like a what's called a, a mole, a mole, like a mole cider type thing. How would you heat it? That time we were we were just in a, a restaurant, right? So we so just, just microwaved it. it. Um, I probably heat it gently, like I don't know. Microwaving is probably fine. I don't, microwaving I mean, is fine. I mean, it's it's. I mean, you're not trying to sear anything. Yeah, so microwaving should be fine for yeah. heating liquids. Um, but yeah, we, so we have some coca chose that's probably from like it could even be before. No, no, it's probably after craft beer radio. Probably 2006. Um, it's back. I got two bottles of it back there aging, so we could definitely 
do that as a hot beer. Maybe when we have our 10th anniversary. Oh. Bummer. <laughs> Guess we got to wait till the 20th. We're stuck doing this show for 10 more years. <laughs> All right. Uh, so this yeah. beer is a lot warmer now. 71.9, you know, with the infrared thermometer. So that means it's probably about 67. Yeah, about 68. I haven't got quite as warm, but 62 or so. Definitely above the temperature that most beer is safe. The aroma changed for me. The aroma is coming out like much more malty, like a Belgian double. Or yeah, something like you're like right. Or, or one of those multi triples, like a West Mall. That's kind of what it smells like now. There's still noticeable Brett. I, I don't want to discount mm-hmm. the fact that Brett's there. But yeah, you're starting to smell some sweetness of, of the malt coming through. Yeah, I mean, so you figure the alcohol is vaporizing a lot more. And yeah, kind of, I'm getting not all of the aroma, but a big part of it is kind of like that malty triple, like a West Mall. Getting some Brett. And uh, yeah, I'm not sure about the sourdough or the. Uh, Lemons. On the flavor, I'm still getting. I taste the sourdough. I do. Do you? I do. I'm getting. Actually, it really starts to. T- it tastes. It even tastes more like that triple now. I'm getting less of the barrel that I had before. Mm-hmm. I'm getting less of the lemons. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it. I'm not sure if this is too. And a little bit more tang is coming through. Um, I think it's yeah. I think that this beer is better warmer to me. Right. It's still good. I, actually, the flavors I'm getting, I'm probably enjoying more. It just. I'm surprised. I think it, I lost a couple facets of mm. complexity that I had earlier. Hmm. But actually, overall, I think I like the beer better. Even though I'm kind of sad, I lost the the. Tan- the grape tannins I've lost the um... I mean what's interesting to me is that there are so many malts in here there, there's barley oats rye spelt mm. and I'm not getting the rye I'm not picking up the spelt I'm I can't even say I'm really picking up the oats actually the rye makes a, I mean at this temperature the rye makes a little bit of sense there's a little bit of spiciness there I, I mean if you wouldn't have told me yeah. I wouldn't have yeah. guessed it and but now that you said it, it, it I can it's amplified on my mm-hmm. tongue and I can taste it. Taste it pretty apparently now. Okay, I think it's time to rank. It is time to rank. Pretty good show. Very interesting show, yeah. How much if you have an idea? I do. Okay, you go first. Okay, so my uh number five, um, I'm, yeah, it's a bit of a hard luck loser, but I'm going to have to put the noble in last place. And no, I disagree with myself. I changed my I'm mind. I'm wrong. I forgot about the Buddha's hand. I really felt like if you're going to call it a Buddha's hand flavored ale. I want to know what Buddha's hand is. I didn't get that. It's like if you call a beer hop devil, mm-hmm. you should be able to taste hops. I should know what hops are. Uh, I tasted something that 
I, it was hard to qualify as more than just a, a kind of average wit beer with very little citrusy flavors going on. So I'm going to put the Breckenridge in last place. Now I'm thinking about even changing my, my <laughs> ranking a little bit. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to put the Almanac in fourth place. I, I like it. I don't love it. I would appreciate either more of the passion fruit or more of the complexity to come through. And that very easily could be just when we chose to drink it. Yes. I think we got it in kind of a middle lull between... It feels like it, right? It feels like there's something developing that we haven't quite hit, and there's something that might have been brighter there that we missed. Yeah, the mosaic didn't compress at all. So we definitely lost all the great mosaic character of that beer. So now, uh, so we got the non-IPAs out of the way. Let's go on to the IPAs. And I think it's pretty clear that the Noble came in last place simply because it was a little more more muddled. Even though we both enjoyed it, we both felt like it was uh, a very, it was a good beer that we would drink, we would be perfectly happy drinking with, but compared to the other two, it didn't have the, the, well, the, the, the great construction uh, that was done in the other one. So we're going to put the Noble in third place. And here's where it gets kind of interesting. Hmm. Elysian or Aspen? Elysian or Aspen? They both had good merits to it. They, for me, so for me, I agree with you up to this point. Yeah. And then for me, the, the top choice is pretty pretty apparent for me. I'm going to go with my gut and say that I liked the blend a bit more than I liked what was coming out of the Elysian. I think that uh, I just I, I love the way I just really liked the way it was put together. Even though you couldn't like necessarily pick out individual hops from it, the what was coming from that was pretty awesome. It was a great from the uh, Aspen you're from saying? the Aspen okay. uh, was a great flavor that I really enjoyed and I mean a good use of, of hops that uh, I've i started to become a little bit of gun shy when I see them because uh, there's a tendency by some brewers to overuse them especially since we now have thousands upon thousands of breweries we get stuff that is like well it's easier to 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 have your to say okay I like these kind of hops and not these hops but mm-hmm. I really do like it when brewers can use hops that I don't necessarily think are great or, or awesome on their own and, and make them into their own. And I think Aspen really did. They made this into their own. Lysian did a great job, but uh, I think the Aspen was better. So Lysian number two, Aspen number one. All right. I mean, I agree with your order. I'll put a little context in here. Um, the Breckenridge in last place. The things I liked about this beer, I'll give it a hard luck loser um, qualification, is I liked the the um, vanilla type flavor that I was getting on this guy. Was that the vanilla one? I know it's on Motuika and one of the other ones as well. Yeah, uh, I mean, you got some vanilla from the from yeah. Buddha's hand, or you thought yeah. you thought it might have been from Buddha's yeah, hand. Yeah, like a custardy vanilla type thing. Kind yeah. of I thought it worked out well. If you want something that's kind of like a sweeter, uh, more of American wheat than wit beer, uh, I think it's a fine beer. It just you know in the uh, 
application of rankings, it's going to fall to the bottom. And then the almanac. Yeah, the almanac, I th- like I said, like you said, we, we caught it in a lull between probably a really interesting fresh beer and something you could develop into a really interesting um, aged bread beer. But right now it's kind of muted in a bunch of different ways. And it really uh, didn't bring out too much. But again, it was a fine beer. Then in the third place, I'm going to do the I Love It from Noble Ale Works. Da, 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 da. <laughs> See, you're thinking of I love it, McDonald's. Yeah. I'm thinking of I don't the the Bob Marley song, or whatever. Well, I the first like thing it. I thought about was the Randy Newman song. I love LA. I love it. Century Boulevard. We love it. I was thinking I don't like reggae. I love it. You know that song, mm. which I know I sang completely off key just there. Um, I found this is the one that I was tasting the most weekend, right? Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the vanilla type flavor. So I thought it had some good flavors to it, and like if we said, if we were just drinking it um, on its own in isolation, we would have really enjoyed the beer. But the IPAs above it were more well sculpted; they delivered a more clear uh, description of what they were to be, mm-hmm. and and that's why the Nobles in third place. I'm going to put the Elysian Space Dust in second place. I like this beer a lot. I liked how it had that fresh hop type character to it. The hop blend was really well done. But the Aspen, yeah, it was beautiful. Bright orange. And then you got that variation of orange to tangerine. And it just it had a more... Really nice sweet maltiness, maltiness to it. Yeah. You know, kind of, kind of a bit of a caramelliness to it. Really enjoyed it. That was a really well done beer. So Greg and I agree... We match up on our show today. Craft Beer Radio is released under the Creative Commons license. You can visit craftbeerradio.com for more information. Yes, you can. If you want to email us, that's beer at craftbeerradio.com. That's where you can email us. If you want to tweet us, you can tweet There's us a bunch of different ways. You got at Craft Beer Radio. At Craft Beer Radio. You got at Jeff Bear. At Jeff Bear. Amen, brother. You got at CBR Greg. At CBR Greg. Let me hear it. <laughs> this reminds me of last week tonight where they started their church. Um, <laughs> uh, what I was going to do it. I was just going to do a Hulk Hogan thing, and then I realized how gross that was because uh, of this. <laughs> it's going to go. That's right, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, thanks everyone for listening. We really do appreciate that you take the time to tune in and listen to our show. Just a couple of